I'm Lauren Sherman, the writer behind Puck's fashion and beauty memo line sheet. And I'd like to welcome you to my new show, Fashion People. On every episode of Fashion People, I'll be talking to insiders about the stuff we're all whispering between the press releases. From M&A rumors to celebrity stylist dish to the future of legacy media. Be sure to follow and listen to Fashion People, a presentation of Odyssey in partnership with Puck. Available on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellasai. Can you even do the grunt with a British accent? Matt Bellasai. <laughs> Can British people use that part of their throat? <laughs> Matt Bellasai. No. No? <laughs> I'm here in the studio with my co-host and producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. Or buongiorno, I should say. Oh. Do you like that? Because, yeah, before we get into today's episode, a little heads up that the next couple weeks are going to sound a little different because I... I'm going to Italia. Your mother country. And if I keep talking like this, I'm probably not coming back. You will be blacklisted. (laughs) I will die. Someone will off me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm going to the land of my ancestors. But don't worry. We'll be releasing some of our favorite interviews from the Unhappy Hour archives Mm. the next couple of weeks. And then, of course, I'll be back in a couple weeks full of pasta, full of carbs, Probably sunburnt to oblivion, but with fresh travel complaints, most likely. Don't Uh, you worry. Can't wait. But today, we're going to kick things off, as always, with a little ranting. Then we've got worst things first, where I'll shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. And then we have a deep dive with... Heaven Nagatu? What? That's right. We got the Heaven Nagatu as a guest complainer, a guest deep diver. She's joining us for a deep dive into a bunch of random shit we need to bitch about. It's going to be a rant grab bag with Heaven. Heaven is a friend, a three-peat guest complainer, writer, supervising producer on Jesus and Mero on Showtime, and... <gasps> She's got a new live game show at the Bell House called Heaven Only Knows, and I am going to be a contestant, a guest contestant at the Bell House May 15th and 19th. I'll be on May 15th, but everybody should come to both. It's been five years since she was last on the pod, so we have a lot of complaining to cover. And then, of course, we'll wrap it all up with the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier with our chasers. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Let's start the show. All right, Barry, what's your gripe this week? Listen, okay, this one's topical. (laughs) Great. Here's what I gotta say. Movies are too long and Wicked shouldn't be too fucking movies. Correct. Okay, if you didn't know, if you haven't been on the internet in the last week, (laughs) Wicked is being adapted into a movie and the director, John Chu, just announced that it's gonna be two movies Mm -hmm. instead of one to which I ask, why? Why? His reasoning was there was too much material to fit into one movie, even though the original musical is two hours and 45 minutes long. Two hours and 45 minutes long. And you know what? That musical is based off of 
one book, not a trilogy, not two books, not four books, one book right. made into one musical, which should be made into one movie. If Peter Jackson could make Lord of the Rings, the trilogy into a trilogy, if they could turn Harry Potter, for the most part, one book per movie, except for the last movie, which I'll forgive because it's uh, it's a last movie kind of situation, there's no reason to make Wicked two goddamn movies. We all need to chill out and we all need to do less. You hear me, Hollywood? I've got Hollywood on the line here. Do less. Movies are too long and there are too many. And it pisses me off. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to watch both. Obviously. (laughs) So it's not going to have any effect. They know exactly what they're doing. I'll give them twice my money. I'll probably see both of them Multiple times. Yeah, of course. You know, and I bet it'll be good. Well, I don't know about that, but I bet it'll <laughs> be fun. True. You know what musical adaptation they should have made into a trilogy? Cats. Obviously. <laughs> and if you're not going to give Cats a trilogy, yeah. you shouldn't be giving Wicked two movies. We need an entire movie just on Mr. Mistopheles. Amen. An entire movie just on Ian McKellen's character. <laughs> I want his entire backstory, everything that led up to him lapping that milk out of a bowl, standing upright. Oh. Anyway, uh, completely agree. But yes, with my entire chest, I'll watch it. Oh, yeah. With your entire chest painted green. Exactly. What about you? What, what's going on with you this week? Well, if you can tell, I'm extra nasally this week. Ooh. I know it's hard to discern because my nose is, always sounds like a lemon in the toilet hole situation. Someone recently DM'd and told me that they fall asleep to Unhappy Hour. They like re-listen to old episodes and fall asleep to us. And I was like, these voices? Yeah. These voices put you to these, sleep? These grating nasally voices. What horrible nightmares you must your, be having. Infecting your brain <laughs> chemistry? I, it couldn't be me. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That being said, I just got a white noise machine, yeah. like a dedicated white noise machine, and I blast that shit. And Ooh, yeah. it is... What is otherwise the most grating sound imaginable? It somehow works. Yeah. My brain just tunes it out and it tunes everything else out and it's beautiful. Do you want to give the listeners a little taste of what your white noise would sound like? (laughs) (laughs) Gorgeous. (laughs) Actually, I'm fully asleep now. I will say I've I've taken a COVID test like every day this week because my allergies have been so insane that yeah. I'm convinced I'm just like no it has to be some illness but no it's literally I have an air purifier in my room now I'm just bragging about all the devices that I'm hooked <laughs> up to at night but I have an air purifier in my room and I have it set on the auto setting so it like adjusts it'll go into like hyper mode <laughs> when it can sense that there are pathogens in the room and when I tell you that it has been like operating at full speed for the past two weeks because it just knows yeah it knows that there's shit in the air everywhere there's all over pollen the place. there's fucking dust dust so much dust. dirt everywhere there's my air juices <laughs> and yeah it's fucked me up today yeah. i feel like a zombie i've been this close to taking my inhaler i've been this close to taking a knife out of my backpack and putting it into a pillow <laughs> terrifying threat uh <laughs> So anyway, fuck 
allergies. I'm sick of it. I don't want to hear anything from any of these fucking trees, especially those trees that smell like cum. Yeah. I feel like that is the like cilantro situation Mm -hmm. where it's like some people can smell the cum and some people can't smell the cum. And it's just genetic. And (laughs) (laughs) Melissa, our producer, is shaking her head because apparently she is unaware of it or has never smelt it. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like you don't believe it until you smell it for the first time and, and then, then you're like oh that's cum that'll never <laughs> leave you <laughs> it's fully just the scent of the strongest semen you've ever you've ever <laughs> allowed into your no- nose so in a sense it is a blessing to have a plugged uh, yeah. sinus and yeah I do have a single sinus <laughs> that being said who doesn't like the occasional sniff of semen <laughs> Moving along. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I've tried to be more careful this week because I'm going to Italy. Right. And uh, it's for a friend's wedding and I'm officiating, even (gasps) though it's technically fake because she's already married to another man. Um, (laughs) Just kidding. They already eloped, but like they're having a ceremony. And so I'm officiating and she was like, you don't even have to get ordained. It's like not even real. I was like, cool, cool, cool. So you gave me homework, but also there's no reward. I don't right. even get a certificate. Are you going to wear a little priest outfit for fun? A I threatened to priest. wear Moira Rose's <laughs> Pope outfit. Um, so we'll see. I know I have to like battle the urge between making it all about me. Yeah. With being a respectful officiant. Right. But I'm going to make it about me. Yeah, obviously. I mean, why else would she have picked you to be the They're officiant? not even Italian. I'm Italian. Yeah. <laughs> so You can do the whole thing in Italian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also am realizing, and I'm sure I'll complain about this after the fact, this is the first foreign country that I visited that I don't speak any of the language. And I managed to get by in, like, Mexico and Spain because I've taken 10 years of high school Spanish. right. Um, Which means that you know how to, like, ask to go to the bathroom and order at a restaurant. Right. I don't know any Italian. I don't know. I don't know how to say good afternoon. I don't know how to say anything. <laughs> you know, like, a lot of pastas. Right. That's, That's I can the most speak, important part. I can speak pasta. I'm hoping that because we're going to a fairly touristy area that everybody will speak English. Sure. We'll find out. But that's just me being American. Anyway. Um, let's see. Let's check out the Rand Hotline. We haven't heard from them in a while. Let's yeah. see what's, uh, what's going on in there. Hi, Matt and Barry. I have to rant this morning about something I hate that probably a lot of people love, which is taking long-ass, lengthy, timely shit. I want to be in and out. I don't want to sit there. I don't want my butthole to fall out and get hemorrhoids. And I also appreciate when other people respect a timely shit, whereas my roommate this morning, I think, was solving the world's problems and curing cancer for the amount of time she was in the bathroom. Just silently shitting and enjoying 20 minutes of lengthy personal bathroom Jeez. I'm going to work without brushing my teeth this morning. That's all. Love you both. Bye-bye. Okay, this is clearly a pointed attack at yeah, the roommate. Which absolutely use the Ryan Hotline for this purpose. Drag your roommates yes. on air. Thank um, you. The fact that 20 minutes is considered lengthy? Oh, boy. Oh, I thought that you were reacting like that's so long. No. Oh, no. I mean, it's on the longer side. <laughs> but, I mean... 
Yeah, I guess so. I mean, how, what would you consider your average? Here's the thing. I'm frequent, but I'm quick. All right. But here's what I'll say. It also depends on the intention going in. Are you going in with right. a book, with your phone? Are you going in for the long haul because you just kind of need a break mm-hmm. from everything? Are you using that toilet as a throne? Right. I probably average between 5 and 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. Anything longer, I guess, does feel a little gratuitous. Yeah, yeah. And also, yeah, it does threaten the integrity of my asshole. Now that I'm saying all of this, yep. I, I literally think I had a dream about this. <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> exaggerating. Uh, I feel like I had a dream that I was watching, like, an informational video about how <laughs> hemorrhoids form and why you get a hemorrhoid sitting on the toilet as opposed to sitting in just a chair. Interesting. And it's because of the, like, gravitational pull. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, the more you know. That's just my dream. That was just my dream. That's not the more you know. Oh, it's not science? No, that was just what my subconscious made up. Wow, that's actually pretty great. You were pre-med, so, you know, basically you're a doctor. That's right. was pre-med for One semester. (laughs) (laughs) Not even. I literally, I I changed it immediately. The first day of class, I changed it. (laughs) Um, I will say, this does feel particularly relevant because I was just home in Chicago, and my dad, not to expose anybody, but he more than once, was in the bathroom for, like, more than an hour. Oh, my God. Okay, that's just using the bathroom as an escape. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> but I was like, this is... Because I'm so used to living on my own and, I like, being able to go into the bathroom whenever I want and not risk, A, the grotesque aftermath of someone's... <laughs> Of someone's business and B, being able to use it whenever I want. And the fact that I was like, I have to wait potentially a a full calendar hour before I can use the bathroom to shower. (laughs) Unacceptable. Yeah. And then the problem was we only used the shower in one bathroom, but I kept all of my shit in the other bathroom. Mm. So no matter what. I was at a loss. Yeah, that is really a tricky situation. Because if he was using the one bathroom, I couldn't shower. But if he was using the other bathroom, I basically couldn't shower either. Because then after the shower, I couldn't get any of my stuff. Wow. Real catch-22 there. Yeah. A problem easily solved by getting the fuck out (laughs) and using anywhere else as your refuge. Yeah. That wasn't threatening the integrity of your anus. Get a man cave. Put a bucket in there. There you go. Exactly. Anyway, quality complaint. Thank you so much. We love you. Um, I actually, I do have one more complaint. Let's be real. I have one more complaint for the intro. I'm sure we're going to have more to bitch about throughout the episode because that's mm-hmm. what this podcast is about. But here's the thing. We don't have a name for our listeners. The lovely no. people who call the rant hotline. We don't have some sort of group name. Beyonce has the beehive. Ariana has the Arianators, which I hate. Terrible name. I'm sorry. Since when? Since forever. Like, there are names for these things. Poog, a podcast I love. They call their listeners hags. Right. I think that we've maybe talked about this before, but then never came to a conclusion. We never settled on a name. Right. So we wanted to bring this up because we really want to name you all. So if you have ideas for some sort of name, DM us. Share to your stories what you think we should be named. We're going to do a little poll. This is a democratic process, even though ultimately we will be deciding. Uh Uh-huh. Do you have any ideas just off the top of your head? The only one I came up with, I think, in the past was unhappy campers. Campers. Yeah. That's cute. 
Yeah, so please name yourselves. You exactly. Know? Please. Um, all right, let's get into the headlines. All right, worst things first. Let's shout about the stupidest, most ridiculous worst news of the week. First, a 42-year-old bride from Florida. Only in Florida. Okay, 42-year-old bride. Yes. Yeah. Given Matt Hope. Senior citizen. <laughs> wow. I just absolutely Guess destroyed you. Just, you. Just, just got uninvited from my eventual <laughs> wedding as a 50-year-old. A 42-year-old bride from Florida is accused of conspiring with her 31-year-old caterer to serve food laced with marijuana to unsuspecting guests at their wedding reception. Shiro! Shiro! Unfortunately, both these women were arrested. Oh, boo! (laughs) Which of their family or friends snitched on them that much that they were like, I'm going to send you to jail for this? I will post your bail. Yeah, Invite me to your wedding when you plan on poisoning all your guests with weed, because I will bail you out. They should be thanking them. Yeah. Apparently, there were like 30 to 40 people who attended this wedding, or at least the reception. And some of the guests said that they started feeling sick during the reception at this clubhouse near Orlando. Several people said that they felt, quote, stoned. According to the article, and okay, they were you're welcome. And they were taken to the hospital for treatment. Treatment for what? What does that even mean? Treatment for being high? Yeah. Come this on. is a classic case of like you accidentally get too high and think you have to call 911 and you never do. <laughs> no, you will be fine. Yeah. The second you think you need to call 911, you need to hang up the phone. And that applies to everything. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible advice. <laughs> the arrest report said that several people tested positive for THC, which, as we know, is the weed compound, mm, it's yes. the psychedelic compound. So, yeah, a detective said that guests were not warned about this. One man told deputies he was having a hard time operating his cell phone. (laughs) Oh, poor baby. Can't (laughs) operate your cell phone because he's having too much fun. Yeah, you're welcome, sir. Have fun in space. Okay, maybe you should be putting down your phone. Let's disconnect. Okay, let's unplug. Be present. And by present, I mean not at all on this earth. Some guests said that they were paranoid and high. Another guest told deputies that after feeling stoned, she asked the bride if cannabis was in the food and was told yes by the smiling bride. Had absolute goals. Samples, Start a wedding planning company. Samples of the food, including chocolate-covered strawberries, mm. pudding shot desserts, and lasagna were collected and later tested positive for THC. Get me this catering company. Yes, I will absolutely be going to this restaurant. Please let Lasagna me invest. Edible? Oh. Incredible. I remember Chelsea Handler had that show where she would do like meals with big guests. I guess that's like a thing. Like yeah. people have like weed meals. Yeah. Where it's infused in a lot of the food. Yeah. And I guess I don't know how that works. Well, you can control, like, how much you're taking in. Yeah, that's it does scare me. Because I should say, like, I really have only taken edibles if 
I know like they're from it's a like place a where it's California, like clearly like, marked. Yeah. I know exactly how much each piece is going to be entering. Yeah, you you didn't grow up with like friends in high school and college making brownies in their right. kitchen when their parents were out of town. And to be fair, this is a Florida caterer, so it's like <laughs> basically the dorm room <laughs> weed guy of catering companies. <laughs> And this person is my age. <laughs> I don't trust anybody my age to do anything, which is scary because I am at an age where, like, most people are doing stuff. <laughs> wow, what a sentence. So, anyway, yeah. shout out to them. I hope they're, I mean, they'll probably be fine in jail. Also, like, they did the like husband, really popular. Or did the other person, did the, like, spouse get arrested, too? Or was it only the Were woman? Were they in on it? What if the spouse didn't even know ahead of time this it was, was just an ultimate prank in. <gasps> drama <laughs> they were like have fun in jail wedding night i hope the caterer and the bride end up together yeah and that it was a husband who is a homosexual and who is now with his male lover yeah the florist mm, wow mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway shout out to florida next a woman in wall oh this story is honestly a nightmare, but an inspiration all at once. <laughs> a woman in Washington state who accidentally dropped her cell phone into the hole of an outhouse oh, no. in a national forest and fell in <gasps> while trying to retrieve it had to be rescued by firefighters. <laughs> Let it go, honey. Shiro, Shiro. Yeah, that's for damn sure. Yeah, there's no amount of rice that's taken the shit out of that phone. I don't even like when I drop my phone on the floor of my bathroom. I'm like, no, I have to throw this one away. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She fully dropped her phone into the hole of an outhouse and then climbed into it. Here's what I don't get. I don't understand the physics of this particular outhouse. I don't understand what kind of like fifth dimension that she entered when she (laughs) opened this outhouse door. I have a feeling it's one of those forest outhouses where it's like over the side of a cliff or something or like a very large receptacle. Yeah, one that's like permanently there, not like a Porta John. I don't know, though. Maybe because it says she was at the top of Mount Walker, which is in the Olympic National Forest near Seattle. She was using her phone. It fell into the toilet. And then fire department said that she disassembled the toilet seat and used dog leashes to try and get the phone out. So apparently the hole was like far enough where she had to like use like a whole pulley operation. Yeah, I did look it up. Um, It is one of those like permanent outhouses that are like older and have like a very deep hole, you know? So oh, is like that how it just like they dig like a well underneath it basically? I think basically. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Because, yeah, she tried using dog leashes to try to get the phone out. Eventually, she used the leashes to tie herself off as she reached for it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Just like fully mountain climber, like (laughs) rock climb. You're like, you know what? I bet this dog leash will hold my weight. Let me just spelunk into this bitch. (laughs) The effort failed and she fell into the toilet head first. No. The fire chief said, quote, that didn't work very well. And in she went. (laughs) The woman was alone and tried to get out for 10 to 15 minutes. But then she got her phone. She was down there with all the shit. And she called 911. And um, responding firefighters passed her blocks to stand on to reach a harness, which she then used to pull her out of the vault. 
Yeah, she fell into like a shit cavern, basically. <laughs> Some kind of subterranean shit hell that she fell into. Oh. This is worse than 127 hours. <laughs> the 10 to 15 Make her a biopic, okay? <laughs> Fuck off, James Franco. Oh, you had to saw up your arm? No, try spending 15 minutes in shit. <laughs> I think that's worse. She was washed down and strongly encouraged to seek medical attention washed, after being exposed to human everything. Waste. Yeah, I don't think it would your ever head. be the same. No. Just like that smell would be constantly with you. Yeah. You'd have to bleach my skin. And my, inside my nostrils. Right. I'm talking spraying me down with like ammonia. Yeah. I want to feel a burn. I don't want eyelashes. I need a full body chemical peel. Yes. The fire chief said, I've been doing this for 40 years, and that was a first. I mean, you don't have to rub it in. It's, <laughs> Even it's though deep we enough. just did. <laughs> yeah, I would be like, this is where I live now. <laughs> There's no coming back from this. No, And now everyone knows that she was in there. It's not like she was alone. She maybe thought she could have gotten away with not having anyone besides the firefighters ever find out. But instead, like everyone she loved probably knows about this now. There's no way to spin it. You can't be like, funny story. No. I fell headfirst into a pile of shit. No. (laughs) (laughs) After I dropped my phone. If I were her PR person, I would say there's a world in which you say you're there completely by yourself, right? You lose your phone. You have no choice but to get your phone back. Right. What it if was you're life attacked or death. by a bear? Exactly. You needed your phone in order to escape because you were lost and this was your sole refuge. And to be fair, she actually did need her phone in order to escape. Yeah. The only way she got out was by calling 911. Exactly. Real catch 22 again. And then, um, yeah, my PR advice would be to move to another country <laughs> and to start over. <laughs> Next, a woman in London facing eviction and the loss of her pet cat decided to marry the cat in an effort to avoid future landlords from separating them. Shiro? <laughs> Shiro. This is the episode of Shiro's. Um, <laughs> I don't really know how the law in the UK works, if it exists at all. I'm just assuming the law is written on... <laughs> I don't know, some scroll that they keep in, like, the queen's house. Yeah. And she's just like, fuck it. Fuck it. Put another line. That's how the queen talks. What did you just say? Put another line on the law. (laughs) (laughs) I forget. I haven't watched The Crown in a while. Um, This woman, Deborah. uh, Shout out to Deborah's. 49 years old, she claims that previously she'd been forced to rehome her pets by landlords who did not allow pets on the property. Mm. Um, Now facing eviction again and terrified of losing her five-year-old cat named India, Deborah held a civil ceremony to tie the knot with her cat. Fun fact, civil ceremonies in the UK were started so that gay people could get married. And it's like the same exact thing as getting married, but just it's called something different. Uh Um, But then now it's just legal to get married if you're gay. I'm sure that this is like exactly what the gay civil rights leaders of the UK were looking forward to. You know, why did you say fun fact as if that were new information and not just (laughs) common knowledge? (laughs) (laughs) That's how it happened here, too. I know. I know. But you never know. In another country, it could be different. Sure. Yeah. Um, but it's not. It's exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, but even here, I'm like, I don't think it's legal. But to, you like, can't marry, marry animals in yeah, America. You can't no. civil ceremony a cat. No, no, no. But I, I don't know if you can. I mean, according to this article, she had an actual officiant who had to be like ordained. Basically, this wedding is more official than the one I'm officiating. <laughs> that is how seriously that she took it. Yeah. She was like, no, no, no. I need an actual ordained minister, not just some gay that I'm friends with. Right. So I'll tell that to my friend. This woman said, oh, I had nothing to lose <laughs> okay. and everything to gain. All right. So I married my cat. Wow. They really lost it there. You don't know how to say cat. 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 How do you say it? I don't know. I'm not a fucking British person. I recited vows unto the universe that no man will ever tear myself in India apart. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to shit on this woman too much. It did say she lost her job in March. Um, unfortunately, that job was as a life coach. Oh. So, How do you lose a job as a life coach? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> It doesn't Don't seem you... like, does the life coach company that you work for? Right. Or did all of your clients fire you? Because I don't know if I necessarily want my life coach who's giving me advice to marry their cat. Right. I think any semblance of credibility that you had as a life coach went immediately down the shithole the second you signed the nuptial papers. Yeah. I also feel like the lesson here maybe isn't marry your cat, but instead read your lease agreements better. Yeah. But that, that's just me. I don't know. You know? If you're I'm not the life coach. Reading the law to the extent that you know you can civil marry your cat, then you probably should know about lease agreements. According to the article, uh, at the civil ceremony, Deborah wore a tuxedo while India wore a bow tie, a cape, and gold lame. Okay. Fashion. And it was officiated by a legally ordained friend. They celebrated uh, with their wedding guests by having a picnic in the sunshine. And then a sick, sick night. Right. Because you hotel. know you have to consummate. Yeah. She said, I had a group of friends over for the ceremony. They all think I've gone batshit crazy, <laughs> but we all had a lovely day. My kids weren't there. Oh, she's a mother? <laughs> yeah, she's a single mother of two. But her kids weren't there on the day. They just think, mommy has lost the plot. Wow. Does this mean this cat's their dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Technically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is when you have to sit your mom down and have a conversation <laughs> and say, nuh-uh, this is not going to happen. Because you know what's going to happen. That cat's going to get everything in the will. These kids are going to be left with nothing. Yeah. But, I mean, it's pretty easy to kill a cat. True. Unless it's written, which is in a lot of wills, that the person who murders you can't inherit. Such a stupid loophole. That's in my will. So, nice try. <laughs> That's it for this week's Worst Things First. Don't forget to share and tag us in ridiculous news that you want us to cover at Unhappy Hour on Instagram. And next, we're diving deep into the rant grab bag with Heaven to Got to right after this commercial break. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. 
I'm Bobby Finger. And I'm Lindsay Weber. And I want to tell you about a podcast I think you're going to love. Who Weekly is a podcast about everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. Does celebrity news stress you out? Are there too many people you've literally never heard of? Check out Who Weekly, a podcast hosted by Lindsay Weber and me, Bobby Finger. Each episode goes deep into the biggest Who Liberty stories of the moment. And if you're still confused, we even have a weekly call-in episode where we'll answer the most burning listener queries. Who Weekly airs twice weekly with brand new episodes on Tuesdays and Fridays. Listen and follow Who Weekly on the Odyssey app or wherever else you get your podcasts. I'm Shimol Yai, and I have a new podcast called The Competition. Every year, 50 high school senior girls compete in a massive scholarship competition. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. All of the competitors are used to being the best and the brightest, and they're all vying for a huge cash prize. This will probably be the most intense that you've ever gone through in your life. I remember that feeling because I was one of them. I lost. But now, I'm coming back as a judge and also a kind of teen girl anthropologist. Because if you want to understand what it's like to be a young woman in America today, the competition's not a bad place to start. Hopefully, no one will die on station night. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Well, I'm joined this week by a genuine guest complainer. We've used the term guest complainer in the past, and really it was just an interview. But this week, we're actually going to joint bitch about everything yes. and anything. Yes. Heaven to God to. What Welcome up? back. Three-peat guest complainer. Holy shit. Even though I just I said remember. <laughs> the last time, you were like one of the very first guests, and then we had you back in 2018, and that was the last time, apparently. I I don't remember. Me neither. <laughs> either time. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like I'm scraping by mortally. Absolutely. Just like every day is a struggle. <laughs> every um, day is a year. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Know? So we're just gonna <laughs> <laughs> let's start there. <laughs> so tell me, how low have you been feeling lately? Oh, <laughs> oh the lows are low. That was rhetorical. Um, okay. Well, before we get into genuine bitching, you have. A couple of shows coming up yeah. here in New York at the Bell House in I'm Brooklyn. So excited. Tell us what to expect. So the show is called Heaven Only Knows. Mm-hmm. I'm Heaven, only I know. Exactly. <laughs> it's a game show. There's going to be fun contestants like Matt Bellasai. Okay, ever heard of him? I'm terrified. Of, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. It's going to be a, a good mix of like pop culture trivia, things that stood out to me this year, and then just some like silly shenanigans, you know? Yeah. Not enough silly shenanigans in my life. I think I can definitely provide them. I know you can. <laughs> I'm very excited to be a contestant on, on this live so show. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah, everybody can come out. What are the dates again? May 15th and May 19th at the Bell House. Tickets still on sale. Grab them before they sell out, baby. Yeah. The Bell House goes quick. It really does. Great comedy venue in New York. <laughs> what else have you been up to before we move on from that? Or is this we're just plugging the show and that's it? I haven't been up to anything. <laughs> I love that. That's no, how I've I been, feel. I've been busy at work at Deezus and Marrow. Mm-hmm. Season four going strong, baby. Yeah, showtime. Bigger and better. Showtime is a network that we are on. <laughs> um, I just did one of my favorite segments ever on the show. We're throwing Rihanna a baby shower. She does not know about it. <laughs> so if any she of you will. listening know her, 
please invite her. <laughs> sure. Anybody in the Navy. Yes, yes, Navy. Come through. I was just thinking of that. Where does that come from, Navy? Oh, Do you know the etymology of that term? When she starred in Battleship. That's what it's from? <laughs> How mortifying for her. Is she, like, reclaiming it? Yeah, she leaned into it. Okay, because that would be like, okay, let's take my biggest failure in life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say biggest failure. Well, I, I don't know, Rihanna. She ha- does she have failures, or slight? Blips I mean, Battleship was pretty bad <laughs> on the Battleship radar. <laughs> oh man! Shout out to the Navy. <laughs> yeah, oh, they are vicious. So I do want to say absolutely no disrespect to Rihanna. I was just absolutely listening. Absolutely not. I was working out today, brag, and <laughs> okay. I um I've come to rely on Rihanna's discography oh, for absolutely. workout motivation exclusively. There's no other artists in there during workout time. Oh, interesting. At least today. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just feel like there's a good mix, Mm -hmm. if you have the right Mm -hmm. lineup, of upbeat Rihanna songs. I've been listening to Unhappy Hour as I work out. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm not even joking. I actually, that is a good complaint for me, is that when people (laughs) say that they either listen to it when they fall asleep or when they're working out, like, how... I need something that's motivating, and this is far from it. Falling asleep feels like an insult. It's like, oh, your your dumb true. little voice makes me want to sleep. That is true. That is, I didn't think of it as insulting, but now that you framed it that way, I'm retroactively insulted. But working out, it's just like I don't, I don't want to be alone with my thoughts. Yeah, fair. And sometimes I have this, like, I'm tired of my playlist. Yeah. That's true. It's usually just that. Well, we I have a whole list of things to complain about, and I'll get your thoughts on all of it. I'm but ready. do you have anything that you would like to kick off with? I did come with a very short list, and I looked over it in the car, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> you know what? Any complaint, big or small, is welcome on this podcast. Okay. I wrote down NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're painting with a broad brush today. I don't want to learn about them. Stop it. Everyone trying to make me learn about them. Yeah, everything I've learned about NFTs has been against my will. It's one of those situations. Yes, and it's like, it's bad for the environment, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't even care. Don't tell me. Yeah, also, right, I can't even think about that. Apparently, NFTs are like killing a rainforest somewhere, and I'm just supposed to know how that works. No, No, thank you. (laughs) I've barely wrapped my head around like just regular deforestation. Just like. And regular money. I don't need like cryptocurrency and then like the bubble market and something. Something in art, something, something. Frankly, we should just be going back to like bartering with like sticks and stones. Yes. Goods and services. Right. (laughs) It's like if you happen to find a shinier rock than me. Right. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you get the bigger house. So that's NFTs. <laughs> yeah. I'll, okay. I'll, so that, I'll, yeah. That's all. Should I dip into one from my list? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go one, two. Stop pretending like cauliflower has a taste. I'm sick of people. Uh, Don't okay. you dare even defend cauliflower because I'll, I'll shut the mics off right now. <laughs> I have a kill switch under the table and I'll hit it. Cauliflower tastes like the soul of something that used oh. to be in it. <laughs> it's like the husk of a former Ghost vegetable. food. Yeah. I hear that argument. How do you feel about tofu? How do you think I feel about tofu? (laughs) Okay, you're right. right. Do you hear yourself? (laughs) 
You're right. I hear it. The fact that you would even put tofu and cauliflower in in the same sentence, oh, I is, wouldn't. I think or, oh, evidence the same anything. of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Once again, I think every time I've had tofu has been against my will. It's only when I've been like, oh, this looks, oh, it's like a broth, but nope, there are actually bits of tofu yeah. floating in it. Yeah. And that is a direct hit at miso soup. I know. I, I heard it. <laughs> That's a direct sub. Just give me broth. If I don't want, this is subtraction by addition here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> by adding tofu, <laughs> you've actively made it worse. I feel like cauliflower, I don't have such a strong, as much of a, like, if I find tofu, I'm like, I didn't want this. But cauliflower, I'm like, this is fun. I'm not mad at it. I mean, I think it has a purpose. Its purpose is just not flavor. And I think anybody who's trying to, like, elevate cauliflower is just, <laughs> you're lying to me. Do you add flavor to yours or you just just go with its raw form? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> a, a pregnant pause. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know my history is not one of a particular, like, with spice. flavorfulness. Yeah. <laughs> Famously, yeah, I've yeah, said yeah. that my mom sent butter back because it had a spice to oh it. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> so it does not run in my family. But, I mean, I would say most, like, vegetables, yeah, if I'm yeah. preparing a vegetable, I would, like, put some oil on it, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe some olive oil and then some salt and pepper. Yeah. And then, like, occasionally some herbs or whatever. But, like, a lot of vegetables, I feel like I can just eat on their own and it's fine. And a cauliflower, yeah. even when you try to, like, whore it up a little bit, okay. you know, um, <laughs> it's never giving anything. I hear you on the – it's like the ghost in the shell of vegetables. Right. <laughs> but with, like, anything, I feel like it easily becomes so much better when you add a little something to which is why I'm never mad at it. I'm like, you once were not great, but now you're awesome. All right. I guess I can take a lesson from that. <laughs> Have you ever had buffalo – cauliflower. Oh, I forgot about that. Now I'm mad about it. (laughs) Buffalo wings. Um, Do you have another item? Oh, yes, yes. Let me go down my brief list. Ooh. Okay. Women's fast fashion cycles. (laughs) Okay. Let's talk about it. The cycle. So... Like fast fashion, you know, it has its issues, but it's very convenient. You yeah. know, you want to hop into a Zara, get a cute thing that's like a $40 version of right. a designer thing. No one's mad at that. But... There's that thing that happens when one thing is popular, they're now, like, mass produce a thousand of these. Yeah. Like, right now, it's bodysuits. You can't just buy a regular shirt anymore. It's like, oh, look at that. There's a snap crotch. Right. (laughs) For no reason. I literally just tried to buy a plain shirt, a white (laughs) T-shirt. And it was, like, 50% bodysuits. There's no choice but to snap it around. Snap it. Full baby, (laughs) full infantilizing snap crotch. And it's like, I'm not mad at a bodysuit. Like, I like them. Yeah. For everything? No. Right. Before that, it was like the high-low hem. Like, the dress is shorter in the front and longer in the back. Oh. Fun. For every dress? Yeah. No. We've gone away with variety. Right, right. It's just like, oh, the girls are loving this. Right. It's the only thing we make now. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely feel, I feel like gay fashion, like you can identify the five shirts that every gay will be wearing this Mm -hmm, summer. mm -hmm. We already know what they are. They've been recorded and cataloged. Do you know them for this summer? What's the hot shirt for this summer? What's the print? I said that without an example in mind. (laughs) 
I do think, man, I'm going to just out myself now because <laughs> I feel like I got, well, I just was home uh, in Chicago for Easter and went to H&M to buy something before okay. Easter dinner <laughs> balled out. <laughs> And um, my entire family roasted me for what I chose, uh, which I feel like 1950s fashion is back. (laughs) It's like grandpa sweater polos. Okay, okay. um, Like a terry cloth polo. Terry cloth. (laughs) That's what I was wearing on Easter. (laughs) And my cousin kept saying I looked like I was wearing a shamwow. I'm sorry, but I need a photo stat. I don't have a photo of me in it, but I can show you oh my the, the God, H&M. Oh, my God. The H&M. Yes, please. Polo. It was orange. Oh. <laughs> really hamming it up, Matt? I mean, it does look like a shamwell. <laughs> it okay, does look okay. like a, Not as bad as I imagined. It's rag material. I see... The ShamWow. Yeah. (laughs) The spiritual ancestor of that garment. (laughs) But yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of like sweater polo-y moments. Okay, okay. Or that's just what I am manifesting. (laughs) (laughs) Because I feel like I'm on board with the sweater polo moment. Another version of this is a cutout dress. It's like, it's a dress and then there are random cutouts. Oh, yeah. I blame Sweetie. She does a thousand of these, and now it's like, that's the only dress we make now. Yeah. I've gotten a little, like, too comforted by fast fashion, and now I forget there are, like, other brands that I could be going to. Yeah. There are so many brands that I hear, I'm like, where are people? (laughs) Is it called Shein? I never have said it out loud. (laughs) Shein? This is the first time I've ever said it. Nobody knows. But Where's someone, the, I saw the a tweet. Interns in the office. <laughs> I saw a tweet that was like, it's pronounced Shein because it's short for like she in these streets. No. <laughs> Matt, that's a joke. <laughs> Ain't no way. Ain't no fucking way. <laughs> I fully believed it. I was like, yeah, that sounds right. Oh, man. Yeah. I feel like you should know the pronunciation because that's all of TikTok. Right, but I've only seen it. I haven't seen fair, anybody fair. like pronounce it. Not even the like automated lady who pronounces or who says. Well, that. yeah, but you can't trust her. <laughs> <laughs> I got a fact check. Okay. Ooh, please, we need the updated pronunciation. It is pronounced Shein because it is a Chinese company. Okay. And so Shein <laughs> is a Chinese word. It's, it's not Shein these streets. <laughs> not in the slightest. Not in these Chinese streets. No, no, no. All right, but I still got to the correct pronunciation. And that's amazing. Right. Despite it all, <laughs> Matt got there. <laughs> all right, Shein. Yeah. Um. What else we got? What else we got? Places that don't specify fries don't come with the burger. <gasps> it's that... one thing to not include the fries. Right. With the burger. But to withhold that information. On the menu, as I'm ordering, is wild to me. That should be illegal. You should get an F on your restaurant rating if right. that is happening. The FDA should shut you down. <laughs> yes. That is always upsetting. I can't believe that's allowed. At the very least, you're just expecting too much from the server. Yeah. That have to have to constantly be like, by the way, <laughs> right? I can tell you're the type of person who would want this information. <laughs> yeah. You're going to want to order an extra and it makes them have to be, like, the bearer of bad news at every turn. Right. 
Like, don't put that on me. That's the fucking restaurant's fault. And then inevitably it's like a $25 burger and then like $12 fries. Right. Ugh. The nerve. It's just a way to upcharge you. It really is. Capitalism. (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) (laughs) Another thing on that topic that always gets me is since when is it like, am I like required to cut my burger in half? Why did we Uh, do that? I, I see that. I don't think it makes it more wieldy. I think it does. At the very least, you're just kind of shaking some of the loose (laughs) stuff free. I hear that. And that's what makes it more wieldy. I guess so. But I can also just kind of shake it. Also, it's like sometimes it's kind of like a dome, right? So you're eating the smaller outer part first. Yeah. Yeah. But you still got the chunky middle. I'm just kind of like, I approach everything like a Krabby Patty. Like it's only, (laughs) it's one bite. We're not cutting it in half. No, I mean, I guess I like the cut. I like the cut. I'll do it, <laughs> okay, because of societal pressure. <laughs> but I'm not happy about it. I hear you. I hear you. And again, that's just more labor that's expected out of me. It's well, my, I, I no, they should cut it. Oh no, they shouldn't. You're <laughs> the ask, face you just you're, gave. You're asking them to cut. <laughs> I, okay, I hear I retract my statement. Now I'm just picturing I'm reverting back to childhood when my mom would like cut my food for me. Ah, luxury. Can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> but love that for you. Sorry, I just uh, traumatized you. One of the things I learned when I was briefly in Air Force ROTC in high school. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Fun fact about me. Um, so we had to learn, like, military etiquette, uh-huh. including, like, military ball dining etiquette. Yeah. I was voted winter military ball queen. Oh, <laughs> my God. It's a little fun facts about me as well. How have I never heard this before? There's so much information yeah, in here that here sounds made up. I know. So we had to learn the etiquette for, like, how to eat properly and spoons and shit, you uh-huh, know? Uh-huh, Right. And the proper etiquette isn't to cut up every piece, but at every bite, cut, right. put your things down, eat, or, like, rest, but don't put your, you know, all this stuff. Right, right. But she's not, it's not far off to be like, you should cut your food. I'm just still kind of gobsmacked about all of the, <laughs> all of the information <laughs> that I just had to take in. How many formal events were you expected to attend as a member of the military? That's that's really what I want to know. I can't remember what the expectations are. I think just even for our our school, we had like two events or something sure. in a year. I guess you also grew up around D.C., right? Yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with this. It makes sense to me. <laughs> okay. I, it was I, like an ROTC program in the same way that like around the country guess... they're like recruiting anyone to join the military. <laughs> right, right. Even in college, I was like, I don't know what the fuck those letters are. I just know like some shit goes down in there. Next! When twins have names that like kind of rhyme. <laughs> I don't like that. It's always parents who are like, this is Stephanie and like Bobethany. And I just oh. don't. There's always one oh. one of the twins who kind of loses out. And I just feel like. Yeah, I hear that. Now it's like, okay, now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yes, thanks for doing this at me. Yeah. <laughs> Do you feel like the names that are like same letter, in the, like the Kardashians, everybody has a K name. Like twins with the same letter name, but not rhyming. Yeah, I guess that's, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Just the rhyme. Right. 
But it's just like, okay, thing one and thing two. Yeah, it's really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, did you have any other on your list? Oh, mm, I don't like when pickles touch my food. <laughs> I don't like pickles, but especially when they touch my food. We're talking like full slice on the side yeah. or like yeah. just pickles on the food or both? All of the above. Yeah. Pickle, it has a distinct taste. And once it touches a thing, it, it's all up in there. Yeah. I am a fan of pickles. What I don't like is like there are too many types of pickles. Couldn't even tell you. What are the types? There's like, I don't know, the really small ones. There's dill. There's dillbert. Right. There's, <laughs> there's the big fat dill one, and the Maroni. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just don't like this was related to an item on my list, which is, and this is probably controversial for a lot of people. I think almost everything on a charcuterie board is bad. Ooh. You got like. I don't disagree. Crusty cheeses, <laughs> like dewy meat. <laughs> yeah. Olives with like the dog boner oh, still in it. Not olives. But then, yeah, there's always those like tiny pickles with like the acne. Yeah, okay. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Or a pickle that's like got a like, throbbing dick vein in it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You know, when you you see like a girthy pickle and you're I like, do know, that do is know. pulsing. And yeah, it takes your mind places, an evocative pickle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's those tiny, it's like <laughs> a cocktail pickle. Yes. Um. All right, I have some more. We could do a few rapid fires. People who don't eat pizza crust... Oh, my God. I'm yeah. just like, grow the fuck Get out of here. Like, you don't deserve pizza. No. If you can't handle me at my pizza crust, <laughs> you don't get me at my pizza At my full rest. pizza. Yeah. yeah. What is the reason? You don't like bread? You yeah. just ate so much of it. At worst, it's bread. Right, right. It's just like a breadstick. And then don't even get me started on, like, Pizza Hut trying to do this whole, like, let's let's cater to the pizza crust haters by stuffing cheese inside of it. Oh, yeah. I don't care for that. Yeah. I don't don't coddle me. No, no, no. I'm grown enough to yeah. know that I can handle just pizza crust. Oh, my God. The one exception is, like, really crispy, like, frozen pizza crust. Sometimes I'm like, all right. But th even that is just, like, a tiny little. A sliver. I'm yeah. not mad at it. I recently went to Lucali's. If you've been to Lucali's, it's it's I don't know, famous I guess in Brooklyn. Fancy pizza spot. Yeah, you have to go at like four p.m. to okay. put in a reservation for like eight p.m. that okay. night. One it's of those. one of those, <laughs> and then you still get there and they still make you wait. Damn. <laughs> it's like cash only. It's only this small little place. And they're making it like a stone oven in the back. Okay. And I've done an edible beforehand, Ooh. and we'll go and. At a certain point, my table, we all realized that we were just staring at the chef in the back <laughs> and that he was waving at us because <laughs> we were all so mesmerized oh, by that's beautiful. the shaping that's so of pure. the pizza. <laughs> and it was just so awkward because we all realized, oh, that's like, delightful. we've been staring, gaping at this man. <laughs> Everybody in this restaurant knows that we are stoned out of our minds. When the edible hits and I'm in a car... Sometimes I forget not all cars have tinted windows and that the person I'm looking at can see me too. <laughs> like, oh shit, this car has clear windows. Yeah. I just know every time I get in an Uber, I'm like, they know. <laughs> they know. 
But I just it's disrespectful, I think, to that man and the hard work he's putting into that pizza to not eat the crust. And to not stare in appreciation. Right. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like we were ogling. We weren't like catcalling him. Auga. <laughs> Next time I go, that's what I'll do. Just oh, cartoon yes. womanizing <laughs> of the chef. Yeah. Um, people who think nuts don't belong in cookies or cake, and I am including people with allergies. <laughs> Fuck y'all. Yeah. Sorry if you're allergic. I agree. I've been on like a carrot cake kick lately. Ooh. A big fan of carrot cake. Yes. And People have very strong opinions about, like, nuts not belonging in carrot cake. And it's like, okay, no. well, just eat a fucking carrot then. <laughs> Bugs Bunny. I don't... <laughs> yeah. The texture, it deserves a little crunch in there. Right. Actually, like, texture is a main staple of the culinary experience. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't belong in every cake. I think Red every velvet? cake... Not a nut, but, like, a crunchy element. So what would that be? A chocolate chip, perhaps. Okay, I can see that. Maybe red velvet. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you want a, like a smooth cake experience. <laughs> Look at you walking it back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear you though. Carrot cake specifically. Yeah. Yeah. But a walnut or a pecan? I think walnut. I think walnut too. But sometimes I'm presented with the choice, and I it makes me question everything. Yeah. Because then I'm like, do I even know the difference? Um, we could do a last one. Did you have any more? Nausea. <laughs> True. I just want a beginning, middle, and end to my nausea experience. I, see. I would love to throw up. Instead, here we are in the middle forever. That is such a good point. I just want it to end. <laughs> right. <laughs> Counterpoint. I'm listening. I mean, I have not thrown up in quite a while. Years. Really? I can't relate. (laughs) (laughs) I threw up like two days ago. (laughs) I used to on stage tell the story of I've only thrown up from drinking three times. Oh, that's good. Um, Now it's four times, which was the last time I threw up, which was in like 2017, I think. That's pretty good for you. It's been years. (laughs) Yeah. But it's because I hate the feeling of throwing up so much. Yeah, that I would sure. rather live in the agony. No, 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 no. One of the reasons it's annoying to me is it's like I've learned that they're the most annoying things about my anxiety are the physical symptoms, mm. and anxiety manifesting as nausea. It's like hard to pinpoint what the anxiety is. Right. It's not like oh, I have like a a speech I have to give today. I'm going to throw up. Right. It's like I'm anxious about something two months from now or Uh I'm remembering some childhood thing and it's making me feel a way. Yeah. But even that I can't pinpoint. I'm just like, what is it? What's the cause? Right. What's the reason? I think my version of that is like when you are anxious about something and then like you know what it is, but Mm -hmm. then suddenly you forget. And then you're like, I remember I was just anxious (laughs) about something. And you have to like remind yourself. To re retrigger yeah. yourself, yes. But yeah, that is frustrating. Have you found any salves? Uh, yeah, I've taken a few like over the counter things, and like sometimes weed helps. Just yeah. to like, there are those like strains that they like. They my dealer <laughs> <laughs> like specifies is like uh, to help with appetite right. and like in the way they gave like medical marijuana to like chemotherapy patients. Sure, exactly like, the helps. same. 
<laughs> it actually is medically. <laughs> but I hear you. I hear your point. There are little solves, but like I have to like deal with the anxiety and not the like right the symptom. Yeah. It's like okay, girl, what is it this time? Yeah. Fucking a. Should we end on that note? Should we or have one more? <laughs> Uh, I'm down for one more. One more. Okay. Um, actually, the one item that we were talking about beforehand that we should end on is Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka. And whether, I mean, it's not at all topical because this movie has been filming for probably, I would say, at least 10, 20 years (laughs) since he was born. Um, I still don't get it. Why him? Because he's a weird little freak. (laughs) He looks so average to me. Like plain. Willy Wonka has an eccentricness to him. Yeah, that is true. I need an even freakier freak. Yeah, freak it up. Timothy Chalamet, my thing with him is like, I think he's a great actor. He is just kind of the same in every role. Yes, yes. It's kind of the Jennifer Lawrence syndrome for me. (laughs) Did you watch Don't Look Up featuring Jennifer Lawrence and Timothy Timothy Chalamet? Wait, was he in that? For like five seconds, he was like the boyfriend of Jennifer Lewis, no? Not Jennifer Lewis. Oh, my God. (laughs) Can you imagine? That is a couple I could get behind. Yes. But yeah, I'm just like, whenever I watch a movie with Jennifer Lawrence, I'm like, oh, it's Jennifer Lawrence. Yes, as Jennifer Lawrence. (laughs) Right. I'm not like lost in their performance. Yeah. And it's same with Timothy Chalamet. I'm like, that's Timothy Chalamet fucking a peach. Exactly. (laughs) Ain't no character here. We all know what's happening. (laughs) That being said, I mean, obviously, I would eat young Willy Wonka's ass. Obviously. (laughs) Because. Think about the chocolate in there. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for finishing that. (laughs) I'm sorry. I (laughs) take the thunder from that. I just, that was genuine appreciation for knowing where I was headed. Oh, I miss you, Matt. Miss you too. <laughs> and I feel like on that note, um, uh, remind the people again where they can find you and the live show. So you can find me at Heaven Nagatu, H-E-B as in boy, E-N-N-I-G-A-T-U. We went full government name, changed all the handles. There's a person with my first name as their handle, and I've been trying to contact them. So if you know him, let me know. He is named Ben. And he's going with he, Ben. That's why he has the handle. And I just think it should belong to me. Right. We'll start a campaign. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) Unhappy hour listeners. Start the petition. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. You can buy tickets for the show at the Bell House on May 15th and 19th. Matt will be there. Heaven only knows the game show. Honestly, it's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm very excited. A little bit anxious, but extremely excited i can't wait thank you so much for being a a repeat guest complainer and i'm excited for your your fourth appearance one day yes uh, and thank you for having me i feel like it's been so long i know but this was an appropriate catch-up yes much needed all right bye bye All right, we're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that helps all the bad shit go down easier. Starting with Do Better White People, where we highlight some anti-racism resources and other actions we can take to make our world a little bit better. This week, I wanted to highlight a cool new program, I guess. It's called the Band 
Books Book Club. Ooh. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was organized by the same people behind Anti-Racism Daily, which has been a favorite of mine we to love, follow. We love. Basically, it's exactly what it sounds like. You sign up. It's like $20 a month or something. And they will send you a banned book every month. Of one of these books that is causing an outcry in certain parts of Florida and Texas, if we're being <laughs> honest. They get the books from local bookstores, and the funds go also towards buying books for people who can't afford books. So it's just like an all-around really cool program. Bannedbooksbookclub.com. And they send you a little tote bag, and you get a book every Love month. A tote. And if you already have the book, you can opt out, and they'll donate the money towards a fund that gives books to people who can't afford books. It's just like a really simple but cool program. And yeah, I'm excited to sign up for it. And fun. All right, let's get into the TV we've been watching. What have you been watching? So I actually haven't yet watched Russian Doll. Okay, I really thought I was going to be able to. It's because I finally caught up on Better Call Saul. I am now on the new season, mm-hmm. watching it weekly. And also, Barry season three started on HBO, which I fucking love that show. And so I watched the first episode of the new season and I laughed. I loved and that is what I watched this week. What about you? Barry, how many episodes are out? Just one, Just right? one, yeah. It's weekly. Just one episode came out. Noho Hank makes me laugh out loud like crazy. See, my problem is now every time a show comes back, I'm like, well, I'll obviously have to rewatch Just the entire watch a series. Recap. You're fine. I know, but still. Uh, no. Because that's what I ended up doing with Bridgerton this week. I was like, I need to watch the entirety of Bridgerton season one before I embark on season two. <laughs> And I've watched all of it now. Okay. All caught up. I do know everybody was like, oh, season two is like less sexy than season one. No. <laughs> You're wrong. There's less sex. I mean, like, technically, sure, like, but, like sex minutes still... on, on screen yeah. is down. But you still get, like, a couple of clear Jonathan Bailey ass shots. And that is worth its weight in gold. Savor it. Savor mm. every second of it and Mm-mm-mm. stop being a disgusting pervert. <laughs> Even my mom was like, I like waited to watch Bridgerton until nobody was home. Because <laughs> like, she didn't want the awkwardness of anybody like walking in yeah. while people were fucking on screen. And then no fucking. So sorry, Deborah. But yeah, Bridgerton. And then I did watch all of Russian Doll. Ugh. I need to. It's only like six episodes, six or seven. It's like really short. There are longer episodes this season. Mm. It's weird. I probably also have to rewatch it again. I'm like, I have to pay attention. Yeah, and it gets it gets even weirder. But it's good. I would watch Natasha Leone do anything. Absolutely. Yeah. What is your non TV chaser? Here's the thing. I I feel like I have to apologize for this first. You should. It's being a meathead, and by that I mean. I have not talked about this on the pod, but I am now on week seven of working out minimum five times a week, sometimes six times a week. It has been really good for me and my good old brain chemistry because, boy, without it, I don't know what would have happened this month, but it wouldn't have been good because it was already pretty bad. (laughs) Great. <laughs> but turns out I, I really do just love weightlifting. I'm fucking getting those deadlifts in, my brother. Uh, I, 
Okay. Um, I there's a lot of people at the gym who I go at the same time. They are community to me. They don't know I am community to them yet. We see each other at the gym every day. I try to make eye contact, try to wave. No. Because they're all friends. And I'm just like, hey, I'm here too. But they don't care about me. My personal trainer is, in fact, moving upstate. My last personal training session is, in fact, tomorrow. And I don't know emotionally how I'm going to handle this. So I just wanted to say a big shout out to you, Jesse. Love you a lot. Thanks for all the memories. I can deadlift 170 pounds a a bunch of times. It's cool. And I really, for the first time in my life, actually enjoy working out and feel like I want to do it every day. Weird, nice. weird times. Sorry uh, to everyone who this is disappointing to, but uh, that is, in fact, my chaser. What about you? <laughs> I mean, yeah, not to double down on the, the yeah. meatheadedness mm-hmm. of it, but yeah. This uh, is not going to become a fitness podcast. Don't worry, guys. Matt and I leave that to our personal hangouts. Sure. I did work out yesterday and did like a couple of things that I guess worked my glutes and today they hurt so much. But there is something about like my butt cheeks hurting that is uh-huh. satisfying oh, to me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like any other body part, if it's sore after workout, I'm like, I would rather die than feel this pain. <laughs> but my butt, to be clear, I'm not talking about like my anus. I'm talking about the cheeks. Of course. I just don't know if I, I know some people are going to be like, oh, yeah, about your butthole. You, I mean, sweaty. to be fair, you did start this podcast talking about hernia hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. So, um, but that's different. Yeah, of course. But there is something about like my glutes being sore that I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, bubble butt incoming. Yes. Dump truck incoming. <laughs> um, beep, beep, beep. That's the sound of your dump truck backing up. Yeah. Is that your chaser this week as well then? I guess so. I don't really know what else. Cheers to our dump trucks. Yeah, cheers to our incoming dump trucks. And that's it for this week's episode on that beautiful image. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can buy merch at unhappyhourshop.com. As always, you can head to the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. Five stars only. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Studios. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Melissa Slaughter, Marisa Roscoe, and me, Matt Belisai. Harim Jang, Meredith Rice, and Kurt Courtney help out with our socials. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman and Max Linsky. Our music is by Hansdale Sue. You can bother Barry at Finkelberry Pie. You can worship me at Matt Belisai. You can follow Unhappy Hour Pod on Twitter and Unhappy Hour on Instagram for all the latest podcast buzz. You can leave us a voicemail on our rant hotline at 601-600-RANT. That's 601-600-7268. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. See you soon. See you when I get back from Italia. Uh, bye bye. When the moon hits your eye. Did I do that one like last week? I'm gonna make a pizza pie. That's amore. Getting those low notes. Oh, when the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie. That's amore.